The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor. You are listening to Andy tonight on the plethora of platforms on the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker. However you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the program tonight. You can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford and Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. The Tigers lose three of four on the south side of Chicago to the Pale Hose. However, they now welcome Martin and Fraser Crane to Comerica Park as the Seattle Mariners come to Comerica. Cleveland loses to Baltimore two of three in the series. Some high-scoring games on opposite sides of the diamond. And are now headed to St. Louis, where for the first time in over 30 years, the Red Lakes sweep the Cardinals in four straight games. And now return back to Great America Ballpark at full capacity against the Brew Crew. The Mudhens get wins in Memphis and now return home. To full capacity. And possibly Joey Votto. A full slate of NHL playoff action makes me miss the Blue Jackets. But the Jackets getting the fifth pick in the NHL lottery. We'll talk about that tonight. The NBA playoffs full swing ahead. And speaking of swings, how about the LPGA Women's U.S. Open? And... I feel horrible for John Rahm. After such a great outing on Saturday, devastation happens at 18 for him. So don't feel sad about John. Feel sad about John Rahm, but don't feel sad about our show tonight because it starts right now on the Anchor Network. Guess who's back? All in the Alfred. And a shot at a goal. Four runs in the span of really shut out. Dumbino! Hit to a home run. Go! Jack. Way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. And with that, I say, ah, I love you guys. And welcome into another edition of All Andy Alfred right here. On your exclusive home for me, and that is with the Anchor Network. And you are listening to me on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network. Whether it be on iTunes, whether it be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you listen, wherever you listen, and however you listen, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me the time and the effort to give you what is happening locally and regionally here in the sports market as well as what's happening in my life right here on All Andy Over. A lot to get into tonight, of course, but you could always be a part of our show by following the show on Twitter. It is at All Andy Elford. It is at All Andy Elford, as well as Facebook.com slash All Andy Elford. So welcome into the show on this Monday, the 7th of June, 2021. Of course, Gotta say this, welcome back in, and thank you again to the great ratings that we've had for the last three to four weeks. Um, 
I know a lot of you were looking for the show on Friday. I had a lot of comments of saying, hey, where's the show? You said you were going to do a show Friday. We planned on doing the show. We were in the production of taping the show. However, our software for the show went down, unfortunately. So as we were taping the show and as it was being recorded and everything like that, the audio was not getting picked up by the Anchor Network. So we talked to them. They fixed it over the weekend. We are back on the air tonight here on this Monday evening. So we will be doing another show on Friday. We will try again. We'll do another show. We'll get it up on on the Anchor Network for you, the listener, because I know you want to listen to what I have to say about certain things, including what's happening this weekend down at the ballpark. But, of course, we'll have that show for you. So, again, I apologize. No show from this past Friday, and I know a lot of you were looking forward to it. So, again, I do apologize on that. So that's a little housekeeping for you. A lot to get into tonight. We're going to recap what has happened in Boston. We're doing this podcast around a little a little after 10 o'clock. Uh, the Islanders-Bruins game has just ended, and Montreal and Winnipeg is in action as we speak. We'll talk about the playoff series in, in both those Eastern Conference teams, and then we'll dive in a little bit into the, the Central and Western Conference chant, uh, playoffs as well. Also, we'll dive into the NBA playoffs as well as the what is happening in the golf side of things. Of course, the LPGA's U.S. Open taking place out there in California. And, of course, the Memorial Tournament happening in Columbus. And a sad way to end a round for a player. We'll get into that as well and uh, so much more. So let's dive right into it. Let's talk a little bit about what is happening in Motown. The Tigers went into the south side of Chicago. Could they continue their run? and continue their momentum after sweeping the Yankees and splitting with the Brewers. So the Tigers went into Guarantee Rate Field, and they took on the Chicago White Sox in a four-game series, which started off on Thursday night as Casey Mize stepped onto the hill for the Detroit Tigers. Mize having a good outing, but unfortunately the offense was not there for Detroit as Willie Castro was the only run scoring score for the Tigers. And that was the long ball, his fourth of the season. Uh, Lynn gets the win for the White Sox. And the White Sox, all four runs were solo bombs. Uh, it was Moncada, his fifth, Lamb, his fourth, Grandal, his seventh, and Tim Anderson, his sixth, as the White Sox proved to get the better of the Tigers in game one of the series by a score of 4-1. to one. Like I mentioned, Mize the loss, he goes to 3-4 and four with a 3.34 ERA. Lynn the win, he goes to 7-1 with a 1.23 ERA. Hendricks the save, his 14th of the season. You look at the final line for Casey Mize, seven innings pitch, five hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned, no walks, six strikeouts. He gave up three home runs in his outing at guarantee rate field. For the White Sox, it was Lynn, six innings strong, four hits, one run. That run was earned off of the home run by Castro, two walks, six strikeouts. Hendricks, his 14th save of the season. So the Tigers fall in game one at guarantee rate field. You get to Friday, and it was a walk-off hit in the bottom of the ninth inning by Mercedes into left field that gives the 
White Sox a huge win. The, the the Tigers were rallying in this game. They scored six in the seventh inning to make it a ball game, but the White Sox were there in that bottom half of the frame, and they scores they score one run as well, tying it at eight. They go to the ninth, and of course, ti- as typical Tigers do, they fall apart, and they fall in the ninth inning, and they lose nine to eight to the Chicago White Sox. Cicino, the loss, he goes to 0-3 with a 4.37 ERA. Hendricks, the win, he goes to 2-1 with a 1.93 ERA. Jonathan Scope, his 8th and ninth home run of the season. Eric Haas, his 5th home run of the season for the Tigers. For the White Sox, it was Grandal, his 8th and 2 home run game for him, his 8th and ninth of the season, and Magdaral, his 2nd home run of the season. On the hill for the Tigers in this game, it was Jake uh, Spencer Turnbull went four innings pitch, two hits, one run. That run was earned, no walks, four strikeouts. He gave up one home run to Grandal in the White Sox pen. It was uh, Dallas. It was Dallas Keuchel, six innings pitch, five hits, two runs. That run was though earned, one walk, three strikeouts. He gave up the one home run to Jonathan Scope. No saves. In the game, so the Tigers fall in Game Two of the series on Friday by a score of 98 in walk-off fashion. We go to Saturday, and the and the Tigers get the better of the White Sox, and Scoble has a better outing now. I think he's starting to get there, folks. We're starting to see the Scoble that we're looking for. We're starting to see it, you know, and Eric Haas. Homering twice in the game, is sixth and seventh of the season. And by the way, the White Sox wearing those South Side uniforms on Saturday, and they just looked horrendous. I don't understand why they decided this would be a the hometown collection. It is just not. It is not right. And the Tigers just torched them for that as they went four to three at Guarantee Rate Field. Scoble the win. He goes to 3-7 and seven with a 4.33 ERA. Lucas Giolito the loss. He goes to 5-5 five and five with a 3.88 ERA. Cicino the save, his first of the season. Haas home ring twice in the game. His 6-7 of the season. And Cabby going yard, his fifth of the season. The Tiger, no home runs hit for the White Sox in the game. For Scoble in, the, in his outing. He went five innings pitch, four runs. That run was earned one walk, three walks, 11 strikeouts in the game. His ERA, a 4.33. For the White Sox, it was Lucas Giolito, seven innings pitch, seven hits, four runs. Those four runs were earned, no walks, nine strikeouts. He gave up all three home runs, two from Haas and one from Miguel Cabrera. Cicino, his save, his first of the season, so the Tigers salvage a win. Can they split the? Could they split the four-game series and get a win on Sunday? Unfortunately, not. As the Tigers fall in the South Side and get shut out, giving Tommy uh, Tony Larusa his moving him up to second all-time in wins as a manager. As the White Sox blank the Tigers by a score of three to nothing. Cease the win. He goes to four and two with a three point three six ERA. Urrera the loss. He goes to two and five with a four point two five ERA. Hendricks the save. His fifteenth of the season for the White. No home runs hit for either team in the game. Urrera went five innings for the Tigers. Six hits, three runs, three of which were earned. Two walks, one strikeout in the game for the White Sox. 
It was Cease went seven innings strong, five hits, none, no runs, none earned, one walk, ten strikeouts in the game. He has ERA, a 3.36. So the Pale Hosts get the better of the Tigers. Sweep, take three of four from the Motor City Kitties. As now the Tigers will now head home to take on Frazier and Martin Crane and the Seattle Mariners in a quick three-game series that will start tomorrow night. It will be Gonzalez on the hill for Seattle. He's 1-3 with a 5.01 ERA. He'll take on uh, Boyd, who is 2-6 with a 3.40 ERA, 7-10 start time for that one on Root Sports or on on Valley Sports Ohio. The game, Valley Sports Detroit, my apologies. Uh, the game on Wednesday, another 7-10 start. We'll see if Casey Mize can get back onto the winning edge. He will get the start. He's 3-4 and four with a 3.34 ERA. He'll take on Flexen, who is 5-3 with a 4.70 ERA. 7-10 start time for that one. And then the concluding game on Thursday, a 12-110, a my apologies, start time. It will be Sheffield on the bump. For the Mariners, he's 5-4 and four with a 4.77 ERA. The Tigers have not yet named a starter for that one. So after the White, after the Mariners series, they will welcome in the White Sox for three games starting Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll preview the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games on Friday's edition of All Andy Elford. But, of course, the Mariners come into Comerica Park. Hope they're not ready to do some tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Well, speaking of the speaking of other teams that the Mariners have played, of course they have also already played the Cleveland Indians, and the Indians were in Baltimore this past weekend to take on the Orioles in a big three-game series. And we'll start off with Friday night for the Indians. The Indians falling to the Orioles, who are not doing all that great this year, folks. The Orioles are terrible. They only have 20 wins on the season. They're 20 and 37, where they're ranked in the in that division with Boston, Tampa, and New York, and Toronto. You know, only 20 wins on the season. That just tells you something. That tells you something right there. The Indians fall three to one in Game One of the series on Friday night to the Orioles. It was. Schusler, the win. He goes to 2 0 with a 1.66 ERA. Brad Shaw, the loss. He goes to 1 1 with a 1.99 ERA. No home runs hit for the Tigers in the game. Fry, the save for Baltimore. His second of the season. Mountcastle, home run for the Orioles. His seventh of the season. For the, Tig- for the Indians in the game is Mayera starting for the Tribe. He went three innings pitch, one hit, no runs, none earned, one walk, two strikeouts. In the game for the Orioles, it was Ankin starting for the O's. He went five innings pitched, three hits, no runs, none earned, one walk, four strikeouts in his outing on Friday after Friday evening. Server the win. He goes. He went one innings pitch, one hit, no runs, one strikeout. His ERA a one point six six. So the Indians fall in game one of the series. They went out and started swinging. In game two of the series on Friday, on Saturday afternoon, as the Indians pounded the O's by a score of ten to four, big home run game for this for this tribe. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, his ninth of the season. It was ha- uh, uh, Harold Ramirez homering his third of the season, and Chang his first home run 
of the year. The Orioles did have a chance, too, with Mullins having two home runs, his seventh and eighth of the season, and Mountcastle, his eighth of the season. But the Indians getting a big 10-4 win on Saturday afternoon. Cervelli, the win, he goes to 8-2 with a 3.48 ERA, means the loss. He goes to 4-2 with a 2.28 ERA. Four means in the game. He only went two-thirds of an innings pitch. Three hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned. No walks, one strikeouts. He gave up two home runs in the game. Uh, former pitcher of the Cleveland Indians, Plunko, two innings pitch, four hits, five runs, one of which was earned. No walks, three strikeouts, one home run he gave up in the game. For the Indians in that one, it was Cervelli going six innings strong, seven hits, four runs. He gave up all four runs were earned, no walks, four strikeouts, three home runs. He gave up the two to Mullins and the one to Castle. So the Indians getting a big 10-4 win on Saturday. We get to Sunday, and the O's just spanked the tribe like they were a bunch of bad little children running around without their diapers on. It was a mulling in Candon Yards. As the Orioles put six runs in the second, five runs in the fourth, five runs in the seventh, and a one more run in the eighth to beat the Indians by a score of 18-5. to five. That is a tough loss for the, for the Tribe, giving the Orioles their 21st win of the season. A terrible outing, terrible outing. Terrible play by the by the defensive side of the baseball. Terrible play by the offensive side of the baseball. As Lopez gets the win for the Orioles, he's two and six with a 5.30 ERA. Quintil the loss, he goes to 0 and two with a 3.41 ERA. Uh, Rosario homering for the Tribe, his fourth of the season. Uh, Bradley homering for the Indians, his first of the season. Mullins his ninth. Uris his second. You look at the pitching, it was just terrible. Quintel going only an inning in the third pitch, five hits, seven runs, five of which were earned, no walks, one strikeout. He gave up one home run in the game, and that was the Mullins home run. Is ERA a 3.41? Lopez the win. He went five innings pitch, four hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned, three walks, two strikeouts. He gave up the home run to Rosario in the game. So the Orioles take two of three from the Tribe. And now the Indians now can hit continue their road trip for a final two games, Tuesday and Wednesday, in Baseball Town, USA. They head to St. Louis the battle of the Cardinals. On Tuesday, it will be Shane Beaver on the hill. He is 6-3 with a 3.08 ERA. He'll take on Martinez, who's 3-5 with a 5.83 ERA. Game time, 8-15 at Bush Stadium. You can watch those games on, on Bally Sports Great Lakes or Bally Sports uh, uh, Midwest. Those That's an 8-15 start time, Eastern 7-15 in Missouri. The concluding game of the two-game quick series, it will be Adam Wainwright on the hill for the Cardinals. He's 3-5 and five with a 4.19 ERA. We'll take on Mejeda, who is 1-0 with a 0 ERA. 8-15 start time for that one. 
Bally Sports Midwest or Bally Sports Great Lakes for those games. And then the Tribe will then head home and they will take on the Seattle Mariners for a three-game series starting Friday, 7-10, first pitch for that one. We'll preview those, game, those games going forward on Friday night's edition right here on All Andy Elford. So the Tigers fall to the White Sox. The Indians fall to the Orioles. Not a good weekend for baseball, but of course, you know, Detroit's going to get back at it with with Seattle, with Seattle, and hopefully the Indians can get back into the swing of things against a damaged Cardinals team that has never hasn't given up this big of a series sweep in over 30 years. 30 years since the last time the Cardinals were swept by the Red Legs. So the Reds head into Baseball Town, USA. For a big four-game series this past Thursday through Sunday. And yes, I'm talking about St. Louis, Missouri, who the Indians will be facing these next two days on Tuesday and Wednesday. But so Ohio invades St. Louis, and Ohio puts its flag into St. Louis and shoves it into the Cardinals' face. You know, the Cardinals came into the series, came into Great America and beat up on the Reds and the opening series of the season, and then the Reds then went back to Bush, get beat up by the Red, by the Cardinals, but now they go back to Bush after this long set, and Jesse Winkler is, in my opinion, should be, should be the starting outfielder for the National League. After what this kid is doing with the baseball, he is raking, my friends. He is hitting the cover off of the baseball. He is, I don't know what, if you got a ballot, vote for this kid. This kid deserves it. Him and Jonathan India and Nick Castellanos deserve an opportunity to play in Colorado for the All-Star game. Plain and simple. Absolutely plain and simple. And it started off on Thursday. The, uh, by the way, Wednesday's game against the Phillies was rained out, so they had an opportunity to get to St. Louis a little early, if you don't know what I mean, as the Reds get the win on Thursday night, beating the Cardinals by a score of 4-2, to two, and Gutierrez getting his first professional MLB win this in his career. And it being done at Bush Stadium, against the Cardinals, that is a huge, a huge move for this kid. A huge move for this kid. Gutierrez, the win, he goes to 1-1 one one with a 2.70 ERA. Adam Wainwright, the loss, and going against Wainwright, it's pretty good. 3-5 with a 4.19 ERA. Sims the save, his fourth of the season. And like I said, Jesse Winkler, his 14th, Home run of the season. Winkler just keeps hitting the cover off the ball. We'll talk about more about him later on in this segment of the of the breakdown for the Reds. But like I said, Gutierrez five innings pitched, three hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned. Three walks, three strikeouts. He did not give up a home run, as the Cardinals did not hit a home run in the entire game. For Adam Rainwright and the St. Louis Cardinals. He went seven innings pitch, eight hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned. 
No walks, four strikeouts. He gave up the home run to Jesse Winkler as the Reds getting a big 4-2 win over the St. Louis Cardinals in the opening of the series. And that was just such a good momentum. Hopefully we could continue that on to Friday, and they did. A big night for Tyler Stevenson, his third home run of the season. And I believe who should be the shortstop at, excuse me, the second baseman at the All-Star Game, Jonathan India. India, his fourth home run of the season. As the Red Lights getting a huge win by a score of 6-4 to four at Bush Stadium on Friday night. And Luis Castillo finding his, finding it. Finally finding the zone. Finally placing the pitches right where it needs to be. A great outing for Louie. He went a solid six innings, three hits, one run. That run was earned. It was a home run he gave up to Sosa, his first home run of the season. One run earned, one walk, five strikeouts. His ERA is 6.63 ERA. Kim gets the loss for St. Louis. He is now 1-4 with a 4.05 ERA. Kim, in his outing, went three innings pitched, two hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned. No walks, three strikeouts. He gave up two home runs. The home run to Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India. Feliz to say for the Red Legs, his first of the season. As the Reds get a big 6-4 win at Bush Stadium, a huge boost, in my opinion, a huge boost to continue this road trip. A huge boost for this team. Especially how good the Cardinals have been playing lately. Two big wins in Bush Stadium. That says a lot. Could they make it three on Saturday? They do. And it was, again, Jonathan India, his fifth home run of the season. And Eugenio Suarez, his 13th home run of the season. India just hitting the cover off of the baseball. The Reds continue to be hot like Reds right now. Absolutely hot. And Malley, a great outing. He gets the win. He goes to 5-2 with a 3.32 ERA. Hensley, the loss. He goes to 3-4 with a 6.85 ERA. Like I mentioned, Jonathan India, his fifth home run of the season. Eugenio Suarez, his 13th home run of the season. No home runs hit for the Cardinals. Sims gets the save, his fifth of the season. As the Reds getting a 5-2 win against the Cardinals. Malley, in his outing, went seven innings strong. Five hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned. One walk, eight strikeouts, no home runs hit. His ERA, a 3.32 ERA. For the Reds, it was Orlito starting for the Reds. He went four innings, pitched three hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned. Two walks, four strikeouts. He gave up the home run to Suarez. And then Hurley came in, only pitching an inning in the third, giving up two hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned. One walk, the one home run to Jonathan India. His ERA, a 6.85. Like I mentioned, Sims, his save, the fifth of the season. So the Reds win the series. That is a huge win for the Reds in this, in this early on in this season. When you look back at the schedule, when, when it comes time to it, if the Reds are still in it, you look at this big four games, this big three-game series so far, three huge wins in St. Louis. It helps the cause out. Could they pull off the sweep 
And they do. They pull a huge sweep, barely winning the game on Sunday. I will say that it was close, but if it was Akiyama making that rolling grab out in center field with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning, if that didn't if he didn't grab that ball, we would be saying the Reds have won three of four against St. Louis, and we wouldn't be talking about history. Yes, for the first time in 30 years, the Cincinnati Reds sweep the St. Louis Cardinals in four straight. The last time it was done, you've got to go back to nine. Got to go back to 1991 at the old Bush Stadium. Unbelievable, and Jesse. Winkler, a three-home run game. This kid, I'm telling you, if you do not have put in your MLB All-Star Game ballot, you you vote this kid in. His 15th, 16th, and 17th home runs of the season. Yes, a three-home run game for Jesse in this game. It's been 31 years since the Reds earned a four-game sweep in St. Louis. And it was all powered by Jesse Winkler. Two runs in the second. Three runs in the three runs in the second. Two runs in the first. Two runs in the third. And then one in the ninth. This kid is unbelievable. He had the go-ahead game-winning home run in the top half of the ninth inning. A solo bomb. I'm telling you, if you don't have your ballot in yet, put this kid in. Put this kid in. Humbry the win. He goes to 1-1 one one with a 5.40 ERA. Reyes the loss. He goes to 3-2 and two with a .90 ERA. Sims the save. His sixth of the season. O'Neill homering for the Cardinals is 13th, and Winkler, like I mentioned, three home runs, 15th, 16th, and 17th of the season. Winkler, four at bats, excuse me, four at bats, three runs, three hits, six ribbies in the game. He's now batting a 350. Unbelievable. For the Reds, it was Wade Miley starting for the Red Lakes. He went five innings pitch, four hits, no runs, none earned, two walks, eight strikeouts in the game. Atong had the blown save, which caused Humbray to get the win. His first of the his third blown save of the season. Humbray, one and one, one inning pitch, no runs, none earned, two strikeouts in the at outing for for Humbray for the. Cardinals, it was Gant starting for the Redbirds. Four innings pitched, seven hits, seven runs. All seven were earned, three walks, two home, two strikeouts, two home runs from Jesse Winkler. If you don't have them, if you're listening to this podcast, you put this podcast on while you're on your MLB internet and vote for this kid into the All-Star game. I'm telling you, this kid is for real, folks. He was down in Louisville for a long time. It's time for this kid to make it to the show and make it to the All-Star game. 
put Winkler and Castellanos in India into the All-Star game. Plain and simple. You'll put Wade Miley in. Wade Miley's going to probably go in because he's got a no-hitter this year. So you'll have our leaps of red. But let's see that outfield go red and possibly, you know, white with 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 uh, with uh, Bryce Harper out there. I'll throw that out there. So Castellanos, Winkler, and India. Get those guys in your ballot. So for the first time, like I said, in 31 years, the Reds getting a sweep in St. Louis. They continue their momentum. They will start a series tomorrow night. Three games set with the Brew Crew. That is the Milwaukee Brewers. 7-10 first pitch tomorrow. Hauser will start for Milwaukee. He is 3-5 of 3.86 ERA. He'll take on Sonny Gray, who is 1-3 with 3.64 ERA. 7-10 start time for that one on Bally Sports Wisconsin or Bally Sports Ohio. Uh, on Wednesday, another 7-10 start time. It will be Anderson on the hill for Milwaukee. He is 2-3 with a 4.42 ERA. He'll take on Gutierrez, who's 1-1 with a 2.70 ERA. 7-10 start time for that one. The concluding game on Thursday, a 12-35 first pitch. Peralta for the Brew Crew. He's 6-1 with a 2.25 ERA. He'll take on Louis, Louis Castillo. He is 2-8 with a 6.63 ERA, 12.35 first pitch start time on Thursday afternoon. Then they will welcome in the three-game set with the Colorado Rockies. That will start Friday, 7-10 first pitch. Saturday's game is a 4-10 start time, and Sunday's game a 1-10 start time before a long road trip for the Red Lakes. Three in Milwaukee, four in San Diego, and then two in Minnesota before they return home for a huge series four against the Braves, one against the Phillies, three against the Padres, and then three against the Cubbies. So with all that in mind, let's take a look at some news and notes from around Major League Baseball. It looks like it's going to be Mike Trout is injured. It looks like Shohei Otani is going to be able to, will be pitching and hitting on Friday for the Angels. So it's good to see that. Um, the Mariners have optioned Jared Kedlick to AAA Tacoma. That is a little bit of a shock right there. Uh, of course, um, other news and notes, of course. Uh, you look at the Trout, like I said, Trout, a rife calf strain. He'll hopefully be back soon to play. Of course, Brian Buxton. Kenry Marrera and Nelson Cruz for the Twins. They're both they're all out. Evan Longoria right now still out for the Giants. He expects to miss four to six weeks of left shoulder sprain. Uh, George Springer for the Blue Jays is out with a with a white cross strain. Could have a rehab assignment on Saturday or Sunday. And like I said, uh, one of the big news is of course. Mike Moustakis, Tyler Naquin, and Joey Votto are all on the injured reserve list. And Joey Votto is with the Louisville Bats for a rehab assignment. Uh, we don't know if, if Joey's going to be with the club when he, they come into Toledo this week. If he comes into Toledo, if you're in Toledo, get tickets. Full capacity, I know it's, it's coming back this week. But to see a Hall of Famer like Joey Votto at the dish... You need to see this kid. You need to see this guy. This guy is a gentleman of the ball. Of ball, he's a Canadian, fantastic ball player. 
If you get a chance, go see Joey Votto with the Louisville Bats. Plain and simple. So, only three games on the docket tonight in Major League Baseball. Miami is in Boston, and I'll give you some scores right now, by the way. Three games in action. Uh, Final, Boston, a 5-3 winner over the Marlins. Right now, end of the third inning, it's the Angels on top of the Royals, 4-2, and the Cubs and the Padres are just getting underway. Top of the second inning, the Padres are up 1-0. So with all that in mind, let's take a look at the standings going into this week's play. The White Sox, with their big 3-4 over the Tigers, are now in top spot at 36-23 and and with a six-way winning percentage of .610. The Indians are right behind them. At 31 and 26, but there are four games out of first place. Kansas City 29 and 28, six games out of first place. The Tigers are 24 and 35, 12 games out of first place. Minnesota 24 and 35, 12 games out of first place. You look at the AL East, a great series for Boston. Boston sweeping the New York Yankees in three straight in the Bronx. The Yankees are struggling, my friends. But Tampa still leads the division. They are 38 and 23, and in the top spot, Boston second spot 37 and 23, a half game out of first place. Toronto 30 and 27, six games out of first place. The New York Yankees are 31 and 29, six and a half games out of first place. And then Baltimore, with their big two out of three out of the Tribe, are now 21 and 38, 16 games out of first place. In the West, it is the Oakland Athletics at the top spot at 35-26, and 26, holding the top spot in the AL West. It is the Trash Rose at 33-26, and 26, a game out of first place. Seattle coming into Comerica are 30-31, and 31, five games out of first place. The Angels of Anaheim are 27-32, and 32, seven games out of first place. And the Texas Rangers are 23-38, and 38, 12 games out of first place. In the senior circuit, it looks like this. In the central division, the Cubs are in the top spot at 33 and 26. Milwaukee is tied for second at 33 and 26 as well. St. Louis, with their four-game spot of the of the Reds, are 31 and 29, two and a half games out of first place. The Reds are one game under 500 at 28 and 29, four games out of first place. The Pittsburgh Pirates are 23 and 35, nine and a half games out of first place. In the National League East, it is the Mets in the top spot at 29 and 23. Atlanta is in the second spot at 28 and 29. They're a game under 500 and three and a half games out of first place. Philadelphia is in the third position at 28 and 30, four games out of first place. Washington in the fourth spot at 24 and 32, seven games out of first place. And the Miami Marlins are 25 and 34, seven and a half games out of first place. And then in the NL West, a great shootout between three teams as the Giants hold the top spot right now at 37 and 22, holding the top spot. The Padres are in second at 36 and 25, two games out of first place. The Dodgers are 20, 34 and 25, three games out of first place. Colorado 24 and 36, 13 and a half out of first place. And Arizona is at 20 and 41, 18 games out of first place. So that is the standings, the news and notes, and the recaps from the Reds, the Tigers, and the Indians right here on All Andy Elford. As you are listening to All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. 
And now let's head back onto the diamond. Let's take a step down a little bit. Let's go to the International League. Of course, the Mud Hens taking on the, taking on the Memphis Redbirds for the first time in both teams' franchise history. So the Mud Hens traveled to Memphis to take on the Redbirds for the first time in both teams' franchise's history. That Both teams have never played against each other, whether it be when they were in the Pacific Coast League or in the other International League back before the realignment. Uh, both teams have never played against each other. This is the first time that the Mud Hens are in Memphis, and unfortunately on Tuesday night they got rained out for their opener against the Redbirds. They went into Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, and they got their first win against the Memphis Redbirds by a score of 7 to nothing Wednesday night. It was sure the win for the Hens. He's now 2-1 and one with a 3.22 ERA. Thompson the loss. He goes to 0-3 with a 9.64 ERA. Nunez, his fourth home run of the season. Uh, Rodriguez, his home run twice in the game, his third and fourth of the season for the for the Mud Hens. No home runs hit for the for the Redbirds in Wednesday's opener of the series. On Thursday, it was the doubleheader making up the game from Tuesday night. Playing the doubleheader on Thursday. In Game 1, Memphis took the Hens and smacked them around by a score of 10-6. to Manning the loss, he goes to 0-3 with a 9.23 ERA. Parsons the win, he goes to 1-1 with a 5.40 ERA. Uh, Rodriguez homering for the Mud Hens, his fifth of the season. Toner homering for Memphis, his first of the season. You get 30 minutes later, Game 2 started, and Memphis takes both games of the double dip at in Memphis by a score of 3-2. to two. As it was the Memphis Redbirds getting a big win against the Mud Hens. As Delzaro, the loss for the Mud Hens, he goes to 1-1 with a 1.74 ERA. Crinchney, the win, he goes to 2-0 with a 12 ERA. As it was Kaplow homering for Memphis, his first of the season. Asuno, his second home run of the season as the... Redbirds getting a big win at Auto Zone Park. We get to Friday. The Mud Hens find a way to stay in it. Unfortunately, they lose it in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Just like how the Tigers lost on Friday night, the Mud Hens lose in the bottom of the ninth, and they lose 6-5 to five to the Memphis Redbirds. It was Fallgrau the win. He goes to 1-0 with a 4.76 ERA. Ross Jr., the loss, he goes to 1-3 with a 3.38 ERA. Uh, Raul Nunez homering his fifth home run of the season. Uh, Jawinski, his third home run of the season for Memphis. As both teams battle it out at Hollis Zone Park and the Memphis Redbirds getting a 6-5 win. We go to Saturday and the Hens just putting the birds in their place as the Hens win 6-1 over the Memphis Redbirds. As it was Hutchinson, the win, he goes to 2-2 two two with a 3.26 ERA. Flores Jr., the loss, he goes to 2-2 two two with a 5.48 ERA. Gonzalez homering for the, for the Mud Hens, his seventh of the season. No home runs hit for the Memphis Redbirds in that one at AutoZone Park. 
So the Mudheads getting a big win. So they win on Wednesday. They win on Saturday. They've lost. They've lost two of three. Could they split the series? They do on Sunday. They get a big four-one win over the Redbirds and splitting the series three games apiece. As it was DeZeus, the win he goes to one and zero with a zero ERA uh, for the. Memphis Redbirds, it was Jones getting the loss. He goes to 1-2 with a 7.71 ERA. Sanchez homering for the Redbirds, his first of the season. Carlton the save, his second of the season. So the Mudhens take three out of the possible three out of the possible six in Memphis. So they split the series at AutoZone Park. So now the Mudhens have returned to fifth, third field. And, yes, there is joy in Hensville. There is joy in Mudville, as we are now to full capacity at 5th, 3rd field, starting tomorrow night. That is a 7.05 first pitch at 5th, 3rd field. There are still limited amount of tickets left for for the reopening, I call it reopening day, as the Mudhens take on the Louisville Bats. And this is a big, I want to make mention of this right off the bat. We don't know if this is still going to be an official. We're going to play it like it still is. So follow us on Twitter. We will give keep you updated on this. But Joey Votto has been doing a rehab stint with the Louisville Bats. He played six games against the Saint Paul, against St. Paul this past week at Louisville Slugger Park in Louisville. Now he played two games as DH. Three games at first base. Now there's talks of him getting the call up before the Milwaukee series this upcoming Monday. However, he might not be ready for that series quite yet. He could be ready for the weekend series against Colorado, and I think that's where they, I, that's where I think they're going to pull because Milwaukee is is a tough team right now, and you don't want to kind of mess up the chemistry a little bit right now. So. With that in mind, I will say this gently. There is a strong possibility that Joey Votto will be making a rehab start at 5th, 3rd field this upcoming Tuesday through possibly Thursday. Now, I say that, like I said, it could all change. The Reds could call him up. The Reds were off today. The the bats were off today. They could not. They won't. Maybe are not making any moves today because it's an off day for either team. But there's a strong possibility that Joey Votto will be making a rehab start with the Louisville Bats this upcoming upcoming week as they travel to Toledo for a whole for a for a huge six game series, and it will all start tomorrow night, full capacity. Like I said, tickets are still available, 419-725-HENS or mudhens.com. I will be there for the games Tuesday, Wednesday, and possibly Thursday. We don't know quite yet, but let's go over what we know. It will be Shore on the Hill for Toledo tomorrow night, 705 first pitch, 2-1 with a 3.22 ERA. Louisville has not yet named the starter for their game against Toledo on Tuesday. Wednesday, both, like I said, the teams are not named starter for Louisville, but it will be Manning on the hill for Toledo. He is 0-3 with a 9.23 ERA. Both teams have not yet named a starter for Thursday, 7.05 first pitch. And then Friday, we'll have Friday's show for you right here on All Andy Alford. 
We will preview the game. All games now are at 7.05, excluding Saturdays and Sundays, and I'll get to those games in just on, on Friday's edition because Saturday's games, I think it's a 5.05 first pitch, and a Sunday's game is a 2.10 start time for that one. So plan accordingly when it comes to that. But like I said, uh, Aquino is also making rehab for the bats as well. So you have possibly seen a two reds in the lineup for that one. So if you got, if you don't have tickets and Botto is still with the clubs, just keep keep tabs with us on on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. We'll pass them along. Anything that changes, but right now we're going to stick with it. Right now, Joey Votto making a rehab start for the Louisville bats that will be tomorrow night. At Fifth Third Field, 7:05 first pitch on reopening night, as, it, as the Mudhens go to full capacity at Fifth Third Field. So get your tickets 419-725-HENS or mudhens.com. So looking at the standings going into tomorrow night's play, this is what it looks like in the in Triple A baseball. In the Midwest bracket is the Iowa Barnstormers still in the top spot at 21 and 8. In the top spot, Indianapolis is 15 and 14, six games out of first place. St. Paul is 15 and 15, six and a half games out of first place. The Mudhens are 14 and 15, seven games out of first place. Louisville, 11 and 18 in their la- 11 and 18, they are 10 games out of first place. The Iowa Cubs are 10 and 18, 10 and a half games out of first place, and the Columbus Clippers are 10 and 19. 11 games out of first place in Triple A Northeast. It is the Scranton Wilkesbury Row Riders in the top spot at 19 and 9. The Worcester Red Sox are 17 and 13, three games out of first place. The Buffalo Bison are at 15 and 13, four games out of first place. The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs are 16 and 14, four games out of first place. The Syracuse Mets are 11 and 19, nine games out of first place. And the Rochester Red Wings are 10 and 20, 10 games out of first place. In the southeast it is the Nashville Sound at 21 and 8, top spot. Right behind them are the Durham Bulls at 20 and 19, a game out of first place. The Jacksonville Shrimp are 19 and 11, two and a half games out of first place. First place. So go on, Shrimp, keep on fighting. As it will, it's also the Gwinnett Stripers at 15 and 15, six and a half games out of first place. The Memphis Redbirds losing three of their last six against the. Against the Mudhens are now 12 and 18, nine and a half games out of first place. The Knights are 11 and 18, 10 games out of first place. Baltimore is, ten, excuse me, New, uh, Baltimore's affiliate, the Norfolk Tides, are 10 and 18, 10 and a half games out of first place. So there is the news and notes from around International League, the standings as of right now. Uh, like I said, the Mudhens getting a huge win. On Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, they now return home for games at Fifth Third Field at full capacity starting tomorrow night, 7.05 first pitch. You can listen to the game on Fox Sports Radio 1230 WCWA, or if you have BCSN Now, you can watch the game on BCSN Now. Better yet, come on down to the ballpark. Reopening day, 7.05 first pitch at Fifth Third field as you're listening to all andy l for tonight right here on the anchor network whether it be on itunes spotify google podcast pocket cast bleaker stitcher however you're listening wherever and whenever you're listening thank you for tuning in and now let's hit the ice and let's talk a little nhl playoffs and talk a little jackets of course as well 
Well, I was going to open up with the NHL playoffs as we're doing this podcast right now a little after 10 o'clock. Uh, the, we're just into the segment right around 10.30, 10.45. I've just been handed this note, of course. It is over in Montreal tonight in the NHL playoffs as the Canadiens have won. They have won tonight, and they have swept the Winnipeg Jets. So if you have Winnipeg in your bracket, please exit the room now. Yes, as the Montreal Canadiens in overtime sweep the Winnipeg Jets four straight as they beat the Canadian as they beat the Jets tonight in overtime by a score of three to two. So yes, the Canadians have swept the series against Winnipeg. They will now wait to see where they're going to face in round three. It could be against Vegas. It could be against Tampa. We don't know quite yet. We do not know quite yet. But also, as we're doing the podcast, this late, of course, a big win tonight for the New York Islanders. The Islanders, who I'm rooting for in this playoff since now the Leafs are out. The Islanders, a young, fresh team. I'm rooting for Frankie and the Borellis. Rooting for those guys. I think the Islanders are legit. They get a huge win in the Garden tonight by a score of 5-4. to four. They take the series lead three games to two. They will now head to the Coliseum, hopefully to continue the winning ways in the Coliseum to close out the Boston Bruins, hopefully this upcoming Wednesday. Game 6, 7.30, puck drop on NBCSN. Big win tonight for the Islanders. It was Pasternak starting the scoring off. And I can't stand Pasternak. I really can't. Barzell then tying it up. And then Paul Mary. Then Marchant tying it back up again. And then Bailey. Then Everly. And then Nelson. And then Pasternak getting his seventh. And then David Krejci right afterwards making it a 5-4 game. But that was all that the Bruins could mention. As the Islanders, a 5-4 win over the Boston Bruins. So, like I said, 7.30 puck drop Wednesday in the Coliseum on NBCSN. So, we look at the other parts of the series, other series, of course. Uh, tomorrow night, it will be at 6.30 on NBCSN. Game 5 of the series, Tampa leading the series three games to one against the Carolina Hurricanes. The defending champions are looking to finish off the Hurricanes. We'll see how that goes. 6.30 tomorrow night as Tampa leads the series three games to one. And the concluding game of that of the series, the concluding game of the night, we'll see the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Golden Knights. This series tied at two. The Golden Knights coming back with a fiery passion with two big wins on home ice. I think it's whoever has the home ice is going to win these games. And Colorado's got the home ice. Plain and simple. A big 3-2 win in Game 3 on Friday night and a big 5-1 win on Sunday afternoon in Vegas. So Game 5 tomorrow night, 9 o'clock puck drop in Colorado and Denver. So that's a huge game right there, a huge game going forward. So like I mentioned, Montreal is into the next round. The Islanders are up 3-2 on the Bruins. The Golden Knights and Avs are tied at two in their series, and Tampa can close out Carolina tomorrow night as they lead the series three games 
to one. Taking some news and notes from around the NHL, of course. As in that game, of course. So Canada has approved border exemptions beginning with the Stanley Cup. The NHL will be able to play in Canada. And it will also allow teams to travel from the United States in the final two rounds of the playoffs. The NHL will be able to play in Canada as needed for the final two rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs after the decision by the Canadian government on Sunday to issue an exemption for crossing the border travel. The decision allows teams to cross the United States-Canadian border for games under the modified quarantine starting with the Stanley Cup semifinals, which will be the conference finals, which will be the next round, the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's big right there. Of course, uh... Other news and notes to pass along to. We got the finalists for the Willie O'Ree Trophy, of course, for the honoring of that. The community hero is Renee Hess, Dave, uh, Kevin Hodgson, and Howard Smith are the top three. But like I mentioned before, uh, by the way, Anton Luell, the number 12th pick in this year's last year's NHL draft, has agreed to a three-year deal with the Florida Panthers. Um also make mention of this too, uh, Tara Curdy, a 16-year-old goalie, became the first female player to be chosen in the Ontario Hockey League. So congratulations on breaking that barrier. But like I mentioned before, if you have the Winnipeg Jets in your bracket right now, you may now exit the bracket as Montreal has swept the Winnipeg Jets that has just gone final in overtime tonight by a score of 3-2. to two. Montreal sweeps the series against the Winnipeg Jets as you're listening to all Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. And let's dive, continue the playoff talk. Let's dive into a little bit of the NBA, of the National Basketball Association, and break down that some good news. If you're a Lakers fan, I know you don't want to hear me say this, but it's good that your guys are out. It really is. And I, I, I'll, be, I'll be the one to say it. You know, I kind of expected that they were going to get eliminated. I was hoping they were going to get eliminated in the first round. And they did. And the Suns were a much, much better team. Booker is absolutely fantastic beyond the arc. Absolutely fantastic beyond the arc. And he proved it against, against the Lakers. Closing out the Lakers. Beating the Lakers. Now he's got a little bit of a tougher test with the Denver Nuggets right now. But I think they can get the job done. And, you know, game two tonight in Brooklyn has actually gone, just gone final. The Nets were a winner, 125-86. to It shows you that James Harden isn't what the player he was back then. He was a solid player with Houston. He's now more of a mediocre player with the Nets. Plain simple. Because he's injured. He always gets injured. And Durant puts up 32 in this game. 32 points in this game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like I mentioned, Durant, 32. Four rebounds, six assists. Blake Griffin, seven points. He had a massive dunk in this game. But the Brooklyn Nets now up 2-0 in the series to the to the Milwaukee Bucks. Headed to... Milwaukee for the next two games as uh, the Nuggets and the Suns are about ready to tip off. 
Tomorrow night, it will be the Hawks taking on the 76ers. Atlanta up in the series one game to none. 7.30 tip on TNT. The nightcap sees the Utah Jazz taking on the LA Clippers as it is game one of the Western semifinals. So there's that for you. Of course, the NBA into the full swing of things. And, you know, with the Lakers out of it, you know, that means LeBron can now tour around for Space Jam too. That's what I think it really is. It's really what I think it is. So there is your NBA playoff coverage. We talked a little bit about the NHL playoff coverage right here. And uh, let's dive into the golf side of of this podcast right here on All Andy Alford. And let's talk a little bit about what's to come, especially what's to come this summer on All Andy Alford with this. Great moments in time come from great opportunities, and you have the opportunity to get back into the swing of things. A big summer of golf is headed your way here in Northwest Ohio, and Ollie the Alford has you covered. It all starts on July 5th. Through the 11th, with the tradition unlike any other in the Northwest Ohio sports scene, the Marathon Classic, presented by Dana in Sylvania, Ohio. We will have all the coverage for you of the Marathon Classic, from the start of the tournament to its conclusion, right here on All Andy Alfred. And then in September... The world will be watching as Team USA battles Team Europe at Inverness Club for the 2021 Solheim Cup. It's going to be an event unlike any other you'll see in sports. Tickets are available for both events. A special for the Marathon Classic though. Two-for-one weekly grounds tickets available at your local Kroger stores. For all the information regarding the tournaments, visit themarathonclassic.com for ticket information and for events leading up to the tournament. And for the Solheim Cup, head to solheimcup.com for more information. It's going to be a great summer of golf. And we have all the coverage right here on All Andy Alfred. As you just heard the promo right here on All Andy Alfred, of course, you're home for the coverage of the Marathon Classic and the Solheim Cup right here on All Andy Alfred, the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you're listening, wherever and whenever and however you're listening, thank you for tuning into tuning into our podcast and staying up to date by following us on Twitter at all Andy Alfred, as well as Facebook.com slash all Andy Alfred. So let's dive into it a little bit more. Uh, you heard the golf promo for you. We'll talk a little golf right now. And we'll start first and foremost with uh, 
I'll start first and foremost with the LPGA. And uh, as we cover it right here on All AD Alfred, we're one of the few that cover it because not that many people cover women's professional golf, of course. But, of course, the U.S. Women's Open that took place in San Francisco, California, in the Olympic Club on the Lakeside course, as it was a great showing, a great showing for Yaka Salso. She earns $1 million as she hits four under par for the tournament as she finishes her round on Sunday in the tournament. A great showing for this young woman from the Philippines. As we look at her final card for the for the tournament, she shot overall a 280 on the par for the four for the four day tournament for herself. As she finishes four under par, winning a million dollars the tournament. Uh, Nasa Hakora finishes four under as well. As they both played a playoff hole at the 18th hole, unfortunately, uh, the uh, Sasso Yaka getting the win for in the first playoff hole, beating Nasa Hakatora at four under par. Lexi Thompson finishes in third place. She finished three under par, shooting at 281 over the four days. Uh, Megan Can finishes two under par. Uh, Fang from from China finishes two under par. Angel Lin finishes even par. She is finishing for six. Tie for seventh was Lin from China and Jingyi Ko at one over par, as well as Brooke Henderson, the Canadian phenom, finishes one over par. She finishes with a 285. Uh, Yaka Chura from, uh, from Thailand finishes one over par, and Inbi Park finishes one over par, tie for seventh in the U.S. Women's Open. Inbi Park finishes... Like I said, one over par. Amy Olsen finishes two over, as well as Jin Lee six, two over par, tie for 12th. Uh, other notables in the tournament, uh, Jennifer Cupcho finishes eight over par, tie for 26. Um, let's see here, a little bit more. Rachel Heck finishes 10 over par, tie for 35th. Lydia Ko, the defending marathon champion, finishes 10 over par. Joanna uh, Suonapora finishes 10 over par as well, shooting a 294 over the four days. Daniel Kang finishes 10 over par as well, shooting a 294. The uh, Toledo uh, Northwest Ohio zone, Stacy Lewis finishes 11 over par, shooting a 295 for the four days of the tournament. Uh, Brittany Adamire finishes 12 over par, tied for 46 as well. Anna Northquist, 13th, 13 over par. And this course was just dominating. A lot of these players. It was only 66 players that made the cut into the final round in the final weekend of the tournament. So it's good to see that. And um, so, like I said, uh, Sasso Yakura, the winner from the Philippines, 69, 67, 71, and 73, and she wins a million dollars in the U.S. Women's Open by the USGA. So it's good to see the ladies back into the swing of things. They will now head to the Diamond Resorts Champ. Uh, my apologies right here. They're going to head to the 
uh, LPGA Meta Heel Championship in Del, Del City, California. And then June 17th through the 24th, they begin their swing around the Great Lakes region. As they will start with the, Mar with the LPGA Classic, the Meyer LPGA Classic in Grand Rapids, Michigan, June 17th through the 20th. And like I said, June 8th through the 11th, it is the tradition unlike any other in the Northwest Ohio sports scene. That is the Marathon Classic presented by Dana in Sylvania, Ohio at Highland Middles Golf Course. When it comes to coverage, this is the, this is the podcast you want to listen to. We'll have four days worth of coverage each round. We will break down each round of the coverage right here on All Andy Alfred. We will be, I will be at the holes at on when on excuse me on Friday, covering it. Try my best to give you what is happening on the course on Friday on cut day, right here on All Andy Alfred. As you're listening to the podcast this evening, whether it be on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, whenever and however you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And remember, September fourth through the sixth. The world will be watching Northwest Ohio as the Solheim Cup, the Women's Ryder Cup, comes to Inverness Club in Toledo. Get your tickets for both events right now. Get them now. I'm telling you now. Get your Mothen tickets for this week, upcoming weekend against Louisville and get your tickets for this, these two big golf events coming to Northwest Ohio. It's a big sports year. Right here on all Andy Elford. And we're going to be with you on every bit of the coverage. So it's now time to head to the end of our podcast. It's time for Andy Rants. Forgot to make mention of this before we get into Andy Rants tonight. Of course, the big tournament in the PGA was the Memorial Tournament that took place this past weekend in Columbus, Ohio. A huge tournament. And it was a sad news day on Saturday. Uh, the defending champion of the Memorial Trophy Tournament, John Rahm. Uh, John Rahm this past week on Monday was confirmed to have been in contact tracing with somebody who was tested positive for COVID-19. On Tuesday through Friday, he had test, he did tests every day and test negative. On Saturday, he did a test before his first round, before his third round, and they were waiting for the, the test results as he went out and played. And then on 18, he finishes his day. He shoots, he shoots he's six shots in front of the leader. Six shots in front of the leader, which is uh, uh, Colin Morikawa. Six shots in front of the leader. The PGA Tour comes up to him and tells him he has tested positive. For COVID-19. And he is in shock. There's video footage of it. We, sh we shared it on our Twitter account. And our Facebook page. Go take a look at it. I didn't know what happened. I was looking at it like. Oh man something must have happened to his family. Something happened. Something serious must have happened. He must have must have did something wrong. That has caused it. But then when they announced it was COVID. I, I immediately was shocked by it. And so he has had to withdraw from the tournament because of that. And is just 
Honestly, it was just a shock. Honest to God, shock. But it was Patrick Cannelly winning the one-hole playoff and winning Jack Nicholas's tournament, shooting a 13 under par, and winning the Memorial Tur- Tournament presented by Nationwide in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Cannelly, 69, 67, 68, and 71, beating Morikawa in a one-hole playoff. Morikawa, 13 under par, 66, 72, 66, and 71. Uh, Patrick Reed, 8 under par, finishes at 5th, 71, 71, 69, and 69. Ricky Fowler tied for 11, 4 under par, 69, 70, 75, and 70. Uh, Shifley, 4 under par, 68, 70, 74, and 72. Um, you look at uh, Scott, 2 under par, 74, 78, 71, 73. Bryson DeChambeau. Or Brooksy, one under par, 71, 72, 73, 71. And he was getting razzed on the course, and people and the marshals were escorting those people out. So, yes, DeShambo and Brooks Kepka are going at it, and I love it. Rory McElroy, one under par, 72, 72, 71, 72. Louis Ustase, one under par, 72, 71, 72, and 72. Jordan Spieth finishes one under par, tie for 18th, 76, 67, 71, 73. Um, other notables, uh, let's go through it here really quickly. Uh, Taylor from Canada, three over par, 68, 74, 77, 72. Um, Justin Thompson, Thomas, three over par, 69, 72, 75, 75. Uh, Stuart Sink, four over par, 70, 74, 77, 71. Uh, Kyle Connors, 6 over par, 74, 69, 74, 77. Um, and Billy Horschel, 13 over par, 67, 70, 82, and 73. The team, guys that did not make the cut, like Gary Woodland did not make the cut. cut. Um, let's see here, any other notables on here? Not that many. Uh, Bubba Watson withdrew from the tournament, like I said. J.B. Holmes withdrew from the tournament. Matt Kuchar withdrew from the tournament. Like I said, John Rahm withdrew. He shot a 69, 65, and 64 in his three rounds. Had 198. He had a huge lead going into Sunday. And it all fall apart because he tested positive for COVID-19. So there is the recap of the Memorial Tournament. Our thoughts and prayers are with John Rahm and his family, as well as his caddy and all his trainers. Um, hopefully for a speedy recovery and a negative test coming soon for John Rahm. Now it's time for Andy Rance. It's now time for Andy Rance, and I want to say first and foremost, thank you for tuning into the podcast tonight. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, then what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts now every every Monday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network. Yes, I said Monday and Friday. As long as there's not any big sporting events going on on Monday, We'll have podcasts on Monday and Friday each week, recapping the weekend that was, and then Friday recapping the week that was and previewing for the weekend to come. So welcome in uh, to Andy Rance tonight. Uh, not that much to rant about tonight, of course, as uh, coming off of a great weekend, uh, got a chance to go with the fiancé to a wedding. Uh, her, her One of her work colleagues got married. It was a fun time. 
had by all a delicious meal, uh, great music, great atmosphere. It was great. And I'll say this, a lot of people weren't wearing masks. I was still wearing my mask at some points of the evening, especially when I was getting up to go to the bar, go get something to drink, uh, going to the bathroom. But when I was outside, I, I didn't need to wear a mask when I was outside. But it was good to have, get to be with, you know, people and to enjoy an event like this. And I just look at that wedding on Sunday, and I think, you know, that's going to be us in less, in less than 109 days from right now. 109 days from right now, I will be with a, new, with a partner in crime for the rest of my life, and I am so looking forward to it. I cannot wait to marry my best friend, and I can't wait to marry... The love of my life. I love you, Amanda. I cannot wait. The countdown is on, my friends. It's on, my friends. But I didn't notice. I will say one bad thing about the wedding. Uh, I really didn't like that it was a Sunday. You know, a lot of us have jobs on Monday morning that we got to go to. So we really couldn't enjoy it all that much. It was Saturday. You know, like the traditional wedding thing is, like it's Saturday. We could have more fun Saturday night into Sunday, but it, you know, that's just that's just me. But that's another that's another topic. Um, so yeah, uh, Andy rants tonight. That that's basically all the rant that I have tonight. But I'm looking forward to my wedding, which is 109 days from now, right here, and it'll be at Stone Ridge. Looking forward to it. Looking looking forward to it. So. There is Andy Grant for you tonight. Remember, uh, tickets are still available for the Mud Hens game against Louisville starting this upcoming week, 419-725-HENS or mudhens.com. And like I said, right now, keep posted to our Twitter and Facebook accounts. Like I said, Joey Votto rehabbing with the Louisville Bats. We don't know if he'll get the call up yet, if he's going to be back with the squad for their series against Milwaukee or he'll be with the series with them against against the Rockies. We'll figure that all out and we'll go with it there. Um, Aquino is also with them as well, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, on Friday's edition, we will break down um, the Tigers as they are hosting Seattle. We'll break down the Indians in their two-game set with, with St. Louis. The Reds with the Brewers, as well as my reaction to seeing the full capacity to fifth third field on Tuesday and Wednesday, as well as diving more into the NHL playoffs, as well as getting you set for the Marathon Classic this upcoming July. That's all the time I have for you tonight right here on the All Andy Elford Network. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I know I did. enjoyed doing the show with you guys tonight. And you can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. So until I talk to you guys on Friday, this is Andy Elford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice, my friends. And to the teams you were for at home. And to my teams, go Islanders. Go Jackets. Fifth round, fifth pick in the first round of the NHL draft. Looking forward to it. We'll have the NHL preview, draft preview coming soon right here on All Andy Alford. Go Reds and go Tigers. Go Tribe. 
and let's go hens. But, you know, let's hopefully we get to see Joey Votto with the with the Louisville Bats. And go Falcons. Friday's edition of All Andy Offer, we're going to talk a little bit about BGSU football. And the big announcement today, 100% capacity back at Joy L. Perry Stadium. So we'll talk about that on Friday's edition of All Andy Alford. So, until then, victory is sweetest. When you have tasted defeat, have a great rest of the week, everybody. I'll talk to you guys on Friday evening for another edition of All Andy Alford. Love you, babe. Talk to you guys then. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network powered by Anchor. You have been listening to Andy right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Leaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. And remember, you can follow Andy on Twitter. It is at All Andy Elford. It is at All Andy Elford. Facebook.com slash All Andy Elford. Podcasts are posted every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network.